Hey everyone, welcome back to a podcast for moms. Ooh, I am so excited for today's episode, episode 11, using astrology to consciously parent and to better understand yourself with Ashley Tracy. I learned so much recording this episode with Ashley and then it continued after the recording and I'm just really excited to take you on this journey of everything that I learned over the last um, month or so since I spoke with Ashley. We recorded in September and yeah, today's guest, Ashley Tracy, she's a Libra sun, a Sagittarius moon, and an Aquarius rising. And if you're like, what does that mean? If you don't know what that means, no worries. She explains it during our episode. Now, Ashley, she's an astrologer and a self-proclaimed science nerd. She has a background in nutritional biochemistry, and she specifically and very impressively studied how nutrients impact us on a cellular level. And she's also been practicing and teaching astrology for the last 10 years. Now, I think it's really important to note that astrology, as we are referring to it in this conversation, it's different from horoscopes, right? The astrology we discuss that you listen to today, it relates to your own unique birth chart, which Ashley refers to as your soul's signature. And if you're like, what are you talking about? Um, don't worry. Prior to my conversation with Ashley, I did have an understanding of astrology. I came from the yoga world, so I've gone to countless moon circles, and I had had my birth chart read before in the past, and I have a lot of friends who are really into astrology and human design, and even with all that exposure, I am so far from being an expert or even a novice, and Ashley was able to break down everything for me in a way that was so easy and so inspiring. I walked away understanding things in a way that I've never been able to understand them before. And during our conversation, Ashley shares that this is not her first lifetime practicing and teaching astrology. And I joke that I think it's my first lifetime with astrology because I've heard everything she had said before and it just never sticks but this time I did walk away from our conversation with um, a greater understanding and I'm able to take some of the terminology that she uses and I'm like oh I understand how that applies to my life and how I can use it to better understand myself and in addition to being an astrologer Ashley became a first-time mom last year during an astrological transit in her chart. And don't worry, she explains what that means. And when she explained it, it didn't go over my head. So not only um, does Ashley help you to better understand yourself through astrology, she now is really dedicated to helping parents uh, better understand their children and to consciously parent with information you can gather from your child's birth chart. And let me tell you, I started tearing up at one point because as she was explaining how to read a child's birth chart, which is different from how you would look at an adult's birth chart, my mind was blown. And so I'm a Virgo son and my daughter Sloan is a Virgo son. And I kept being like, Sloan doesn't really seem like a Virgo. And Ashley explained that you look to a child's moon. Like that's what they're most connected to is their moon. So their moon sign is one of the most important signs in a child's early life. And Sloan's moon is in Leo. And I know about Leo because that's my rising sign. Again, she breaks all this down during the conversation. And once I realized like, oh, Sloan is actually mainly embodying Leo energy. 
I was like literally tearing up because I'm like, oh my gosh, it makes so much sense. And you'll literally hear me say, sign me up like 10 times during our conversation. And I did immediately sign up for a reading literally right after we got done recording. Um, And next week, I'm going to release a solo episode that overviews what I took away from my reading with Ashley. Um, I did a personal reading with Ashley and we reviewed my chart and Sloan's chart and it was so powerful and I'm going to listen to it again because we recorded the reading and then next week I'm going to share some of what I digested from that because it completely shifted a few different things for me and it gave me such a great perspective. So I, I cannot wait for you to listen to the episode today and then to hear more about, you know, this journey I've gone on with better understanding myself and Sloan through astrology. For now, I truly hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Ashley. I loved every single minute and I cannot wait to hear what you think of today's episode with Ashley Tracy. Hey Ashley, welcome to a podcast for moms. Thanks for having me. So excited to be here. Wonderful. Well, first I'm going to start by saying it's 10:33, and normally I don't start like rolling on actually recording until like 10 or 15 minutes in. So I'm like, I wonder astrologically what that says about us. <laughs> you know, we were just like, bam, we're ready. Let's go. Um, which is kind of my nature. So I was curious, um, before you tell us about yourself, um, what are your signs? I don't, I don't know what your signs are. Yeah. I'm a Libra sun. Okay. I'm a Sagittarius moon and an Aquarius rising. Okay, cool. All right. How well, about you? I was like, that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> I am a Virgo sun, a Leo rising and an Aquarian moon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, a little bit of that, you know, fire in, in you and we both have some fire and we're, that's a little impulsive, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that could definitely be, okay, let's get it done and let's, let's do it. Right. For sure. Cool. Well, let's, I want to hear, I, I, in our three minutes that we had connected, we were just like, Hey, nice to meet you. And I was trying to think how we even initially connected. I know it was on Instagram. I had listened to you on the rock your bliss podcast back in the day. So I had, that was like a few years ago now. And so I had been exposed to you then. And then as I mentioned in that email to you, um, you were on the bright life podcast recently with Samantha Lawrence and just so randomly Samantha was my boss like eight years ago in Chicago. So that's super random. Um, but yeah, I don't really know a ton about you, Ashley, and I would love to personally learn more and have listeners learn more about you too. So Let's, let's hear about you. Yeah. I mean, we're all connected, right? Sure. In some way, we're, we're connected and we find each other. Yeah. So I've been an astrologer for about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and additionally, coming from a very wellness, you know, nutrition, uh, public health standpoint uh, in my other lives, right? Yeah. And um, I've used astrology and I came upon it upon my own journey through a time when I needed some like deep healing and more self-awareness and it really started I've always been interested in it since I was a little girl um my mom had an astrology book and I would always like play with it she had like tarot cards and I would always like play with those too but you know I didn't really dive into it until I would say I was around the age of 29 when I was going through what's known as a Saturn return basically it's a turning point in everyone's life around that age in which you know, we start to kind of move along our intended path and maybe there's some growing up to do, right? Some responsibility to take. And I really just, you know, was going through a rough time and and turned to astrology just to understand myself Mm. and potentially the circumstances a little better. And then ever since then, like when I read my birth chart and, you know, started diving into it, it just made sense to me. Mm. Uh, I tell people, this isn't my first lifetime doing astrology because I looked at a chart I started reading books and learning and it just like clicked, right? I was like, oh gosh, like awakening, it all made sense. 
And so since then, I've been using astrology with clients, doing one-on-one work. Um, I also teach astrology. Uh, I have courses. I have a monthly membership. And so really, that's been something that's important to me. And I became a mother last year in 2020, had my first baby during the pandemic. And I tell people, I know no different what it's like to have a baby outside of that. So I can't compare it to anything. But, you know, I'm a... Um, I'm going to be turning 39 this year. So I was a first time later mom. And it actually happened right on time when I was going through an astrological transit. So it made sense. And it's she's beautiful. Her her name is Skylar. And she's just amazing. And you know, it really opened my world up to using astrology, which I've known in the past that you could but using it to understand your children and for conscious parenting. And so that's been something that I've been working with clients on a little bit more now that I've become a mother and also understanding myself through this journey of motherhood, right? And, you know, all of the changes and emotions and everything that comes along with that as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So as I mentioned, I'm really excited to learn more about how you're using astrology to, you know, navigate motherhood. But before we dive deeper into that, I'm curious, you said that um, you had like planets in transit when, and also when you said, oh, this is, this isn't my first life with astrology or, you know, working with astrology because it clicked. I'm like, this is my first life with astrology because (laughs) like I came from the yoga world, you know, like the wellness world. So it's like, I've gone to like literally 50 moon circles have had my chart read by like many people, you know, I've had like the human design reading that talks about it. And it's like, it just doesn't, it it, like, I understand, but it doesn't soak in, you know, it's like every other time I'm like, Oh, can you explain that to me again? Or like, like, you know, like the mutable and all that, you know, that just like hasn't (laughs) stuck at all. Um, So can you explain for all of us who are on their first cosmic astrology journey um what you meant when you said oh like a planet was in transit so it was a great time for me to have yeah Yeah, what does that mean yeah well first I want to touch on you know the souls that are on earth like there's a mix there's many of us who are you know very much connected to the cosmos and we understand it and we've had paths in which that was part of our our maybe our journey our career things we've done in previous lives And then there are some that we need the balance of that embodiment, that earth soul, that you're, it's the physical reality, right? And so it's important that we have a mix of both. And, um, you know, astrology really is a language. It's like Mm -hmm. learning a language. So even if it doesn't make sense to you now, you can learn it just like you do learn a language. And the language of astrology is planets. Mm-hmm. in zodiac signs in certain houses in our birth chart so everyone has a birth chart and the birth chart is specific to you from the moment you take your first breath here on earth so when the child is born they they come you know that last push or if you have a c-section they're coming out you record the time and then you can draw a birth chart from that and that is what i like to call your soul's signature it's mm-hmm. unique to you and that's what we're reading it's like your blueprint, your signature. And so when you're looking at the planets and what signs they're in and what houses they're in, um, that's how you get that deeper understanding of self and that deeper sense of self. When I talk about transits, transits are, our birth chart doesn't change, but we know that the planets are moving around the sun and orbiting from the vantage point of earth we can see in the cosmos. And so they're always constantly orbiting. So we're going to have those planets interact with your birth chart. Mm -hmm. Everything in astrology is cycles. So I mentioned earlier about Saturn return. That's when transiting Saturn comes back to the exact same sign degree as it was when you were born. So we all are going through these cycles. Some cycles are quick, like a moon. A moon cycles 28 days. Yes. Right. Very quick. We're going to have a moon cycle, a moon return, what we call a lunar return every month. Whereas as we start to get to some of the planets that are further away from Earth and the sun, we start to get these longer cycles like Saturn cycles are 29 years. Right. 
um, all the way to Pluto, which can be, you're, ne you're never going to have a Pluto return. It's not going to happen. You won't be alive in this lifetime for that. Um, so that's what I mean by transits. Your birth charts constantly being activated and highlighted in certain natal placements, which is what's in your birth chart. That's what we use that word, that term for, are going to be, you know, activated and triggered by the planets. And so that's, you know, when you look and you work with an astrologer or you're, you know, studying it on your own, you can see the best thing to do is retrospectively look back at major events in your life or things that have happened and see, you know, what was happening. You know, what planet was interacting with a certain planet or house um, in your birth chart. Okay. And what planet was happening when you had your daughter or when you yeah. So we have something called uh, lunar nodes in our in our chart, and lunar nodes are you know mathematical points based on your moon, and the lunar nodes are very karmic and dharmic. So we call them also the destiny line. And around the age of thirty-seven, everybody has a lunar uh, node return, and so I was going through mine. And my North node happens to be in the sign of cancer, which is very much the divine mother energy, right? Um, along with, you know, having, you know, when I got pregnant, cause you know, we tried for a year, had some, you know, lost one pregnancy. Um, but the time that I got pregnant that stuck, you know, was when I had Jupiter on my moon. So we look for certain transits that are showing Okay, yes. And Jupiter is the planet of like abundance and expansion. Mm -hmm. And your moon is very much connected to your womb. So yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that I was like, that stuck. I got what you were saying. Yeah. Um, no, there is totally a lot there. And before we dive a ton deeper into, because I know we can go down so many shoots within astrology. Um, I want to hear what it was like for you to become a mom. Like you said, you know no different you know, you had a, a baby in the pandemic, so you don't know any yeah. different. I had my daughter six months before the pandemic started. So it's like, I got a little taste yeah. of what, you know, what was happening. And then quickly it was like, bam, no, you don't. Um, so for you, you had your daughter and what, it, what has it been like for you? Um, how has your work as an astrologer changed aside from, you know, now you are focused on reading, you know, children's charts, because obviously that's where your mindset is. But um, what is it? What has it been like for you? How has your experience been as a, a new mom? Yeah, you know, going back to I was it's very interesting because when I was younger, I said I never wanted kids. I would always have never wanted kids, didn't want kids, didn't want kids. And it was through some deep soul work that I realized that that was really a fear. Uh, and because in previous lifetimes, I have lost children a lot. Yeah. And so after clearing that, I was really excited. And then, you know, we're very lucky. We only spent about a year trying, a little less than that, which is not a lot of time comparative um, to many others out there. And going through that process of trying and then losing and then getting pregnant again, it really just increased that desire to become a mother. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's see, I was due in August of 2020. So we had the shutdown in March. So for a good chunk of it, I was in quarantine and we had all these plans. I mean, I know I did to do all of these things before I was going into that, you know, postpartum phase. And I'm a very social creature and need connection and community so much in my life. And I would say that the pandemic and quarantine actually helped me understand that, okay, like being alone and, and slowing down, like you can do this. It's not going to be as hard because I was a little bit of a afraid of that postpartum period of, mm -hmm. am I going to be okay? Like literally just one, you know, one focus you know, spending a lot of time at home, which is something I, I didn't do. And um, I find the quarantine actually helped me feel more confident before that postpartum phase. I'm not going to say it wasn't hard, right? An adjustment, but I find that it was a little bit easier um, when that came. And, you know, childbirth was an exciting, hard, empowering, all of the things all the words I could possibly say for that experience. And, you know, it was, it was beautiful. 
Um, and breastfeeding was probably the hardest part for me. Um, I'm actually very curious to understand our moon sign and placement, how that affects our ability to produce milk. I'm like doing some research right now on that because for me, production was really hard. And so it was a really big struggle. Uh, We couldn't get latch. I didn't know there was different types of nipples out there. Who knew? No, no idea. And, um, and so I did it for three months. And then finally I said, okay, my mental health, is way more important than producing a little bit of milk that I'm producing. And so for me, I found that to be a a really difficult piece of motherhood because, you know, we put a lot of pressure on us. Like that mom guilt really comes in strong when it comes to like, gosh, am I doing this right? And being a first time mother, I have nothing to compare it to. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, or like a network that I could, you know, have a conversation with at that time during the pandemic to say, you know, that's okay, right? Um, but then after that, I would say that it, it, it definitely was a, a learning process. And from a soul perspective and, 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 you know, a healing thing, you know, childbirth for me also in that womb space brings up a lot of, you know, issues or traumas or you know, past hurts that are contained within that space. Right. And so during the postpartum period and through, you know, the year was a lot of healing work on that that mother part, right? For myself. So it was taking care of a beautiful little girl, but also taking care of myself and which, you know, finding the balance during that time is really hard because your focus is really on your child, right? But you know, I think there's just a lot that came up for me after the fact about, okay, you know, this all happened for a reason. You had your baby at this time. And and as I mentioned, there were some transits that I'm still going through that are aligned with almost ha- childbirth was like the opening to and the gateway to that healing. Definitely. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm currently 17 weeks pregnant and I was with my midwife two weeks ago and she was sharing with me that the uterus has three layers of muscle and how um, each of those layers house and hold different Mm -hmm. um, traumas or hurt or pain or emotions or experience both for better and worse. And so as you're like contracting, that's releasing, it's creating, you know, as it's mm-hmm. growing. And, and it was so interesting to hear it that way. Cause I hadn't heard it that way before. And I was a yoga teacher. So forever it's like, I would pair it to like, Oh, your, your hips, you know, they're yeah. stories, they're, they're your emotional junk drawer, you know? And so it's like, I knew that, but then it's like, I had the lived experience of like, oh yeah, like where it's held and this is all coming out. So if you're open to sharing, what are some of the ways that you processed what came up for you after birth? Um, Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've always been very into uh, shamanic journeying and Mm -hmm. that process of uh, shadow work. Right. And, you know, one of the things during that postpartum period after, you know, childbirth that came up was a lot of, you know, traumas or hurts that were stored in that space. And so it's just getting in touch with um, the shadow part of life. And I always say in astrology, too, there's not good or bad or positive or negative. It's light and shadow. And it's the balance between the two. And so it's really about getting to understand emotions and working with, you know, you know, healers and therapists to help me kind of navigate those emotions that came up during that time. But the most important thing was, you know, almost befriending them and understanding them and and becoming aware of, okay, that's coming up. Well, let's dive deeper into the root of that, right? Um, So that is something uh, that, isn't a surprise because I'm currently going through and was at the time starting some really intense Pluto transits to my planets and my birth chart. And Pluto is the planet of the underworld, the shadow, mm-hmm. uh, the deep soul work. So it all aligned perfectly to, to find that after childbirth, it, 
it was the the gateway and entry into the Pluto underworld uh, within my birth chart. And so Pluto is a long, you know, transiting planet. So it takes, it's an outer planet. So it takes a long time. So those are usually going to be like two years. You're mm-hmm. going to have that work you're working with because it takes more time um, for those planetary transits to make the full round through when it's hitting your birth chart. So Okay, I got to look at that now because I was like, maybe it was just really tough for me because it was tough, but maybe I was also there too. Never know. Yeah, you yeah. never know. Um, yeah, it is, you know, it is a great thing to go back and look and see what, what was being activated and it just, it validates things. And it just, you know, to me brings a level of peace and understanding of like, okay, this is meant to be, right? Yeah. This is, I'm exactly where I'm meant to be right now. And this is the work I'm meant to be doing right now. Because it's so easy to distract with so many other things and like, oh, I'll bury myself in work and I'll do all of this. But in reality, it's like, no, right now you need to do this. Mm-hmm. And I think that the feeling that came up for me the most and what I've learned is we, we hear about generational traumas and generational things that are passed down um, to our kids from many generations back. It was this feeling of, okay, I want this to stop here right and for my daughter to not experience it to continue uh so i i do the work now right and that's not just doing the work for me it's also doing the work for for her and future generations yes yeah and one thing i really want to highlight that you said was you know like loving the darkness you know like loving what comes up and not trying to push it away because speaking of generational trauma um when I was born, there was a lot of upheaval in my family, like a divorce right away, quick remarriages, quick other babies. And so, you know, like there was a lot of things going on. And I really had this story of like, my daughter is going to have the most loved, supported first year where she's going to be the center of our universe. So she can feel, you know, that she came from this like strong, complete family. And then I'm confronted with all of this um, pain is the best Mm -hmm. word to describe it. And I was upset that I was experiencing that and almost like trying to push it away and, Mm -hmm. and, and have this like spiritually bypassed experience of gloriousness. Cause I was telling myself the story that that's quote, you know, what she needed. And when I finally allowed myself to just like go into the sadness and the grief and what is that I was experiencing, that's when it started to pass. And that's when I started to have, you know, the, the lighter experience I was envisioning for myself. And that's how you like release the trauma. That's how it moves forward is by allowing yourself to have the experience. I'm really happy. Um, you brought that up because I think sometimes it's an important part of our journey is to have the, the trials and the tribulations and the hardships. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to kind of call attention to that because it's not always just about like growth isn't always this like easy or you know like light and airy fairy moment it's like some of our best and you know some of the healing can come from us confronting the shadow as you look to 100 percent. you think about it if if things were easy all the time would we grow yeah probably not we'd stay in the comfort of where we're at and that's where we need to have that balance of the light and shadow. And that shadow is to show us where things may need to be transformed and reworked and so, and healed so that you come out the other side lighter. Right. And then it's a constant, like you're, it's always something new coming in and something new coming up. And, 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 and definitely my experience with becoming a mother and we say it's this right passage and it's this in this you know process i think it's deeply connected to our shadow um because we do especially as women hold a lot of of that our emotions and trauma in the womb and so and it you might not think in your life in your direct life in your childhood your family is there but previous generations and you know we in into history there's so much pain and so it, it's there and it's carried through so I think it is important to to understand that we're constantly dancing with that shadow and and that's part of life and and you could either you know the dance could be you know mutual and it's fun and and we're it's 
we're moving along and we're healing, or it could be a little bit hard, right? Because we're avoiding and yes. or distracting, uh, which is very easy to do. Um, yes, absolutely. And yeah, so I think, and we think about all of the changes that happen physically in our body mm -hmm. after becoming a mother. It kind of is like setting the stage for you to do that work. And it, it seems like it's part of the process for all mothers, right? Because our hormones are fluctuating. Oftentimes, you know, our thyroid and adrenals and things are just kind of not, they're off a little bit. And so therefore it, it can sometimes make it easier for that shadow to appear. Definitely. Yeah. Prior to becoming a mother, I just avoided and, and distracted. And then it's mm -hmm. kind of like motherhood. You can't, it's like, you, you can't, can't. it's like you're saying, it's like you have hormonal imbalances and you have physical changes and you have, you have to move slowly because there's yeah. you know, moving quickly with an infant is painful for everyone. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So you spoke to everything that I've been really thinking and feeling. And um, I'm curious though. So you had this like background knowledge, you knew, um, okay, my Pluto is transiting. I think I understand what that means more now. So it's like you were, you had awareness as to what was going on for yourself astrologically. How have you used astrology then to help navigate motherhood? And let's talk a little bit about how, um, you mentioned before we pressed record in those three minutes that child astrology is different than astrology for adults. So can you kind of start to unravel for us how astrology has helped you navigate motherhood and then how our children's astrological charts can help support us on our motherhood journey as well? Yeah, absolutely. And I think for the, for me personally, through the journey of motherhood, it really was an understanding of okay what's influencing my life during this period and you know in the year to come and how do i work with that planetary energy understanding for example what pluto means um and its aspect that it's making to the planets in my birth chart like you know diving into just understanding that energy and in learning to work with it and when it comes to looking at a birth chart for children, there is just a different intention. One of the things I always tell clients when we're doing an astrology reading is it's coming with an intention, right? There's so much in the birth chart, but usually there are a few things that are really standing out for an individual. And so they come with this intention in which they want to dive deeper into it. And that really leads the way for the reading. When you're doing a child's chart, the intentions really are similar, right? In the sense of, for example, when we wanna know how do we nurture our child? What is the best way to nurture our child? We're gonna look pretty much to the same planet and that's their moon. Mm -hmm. Number one most important planet to look at in a child's birth chart is the moon. That's going to represent the basic needs of that child. And when a child is born, they're deeply connected to their moon, more so than their sun sign, right? They take some time to develop the sun because the sun represents our, our ego in a sense, right? We're developing that identity. And when a, when a baby's born, they're so connected to their soul, their inner world, that's their moon. They remember, right? They remember, they're in touch with that soul piece of themselves. They haven't yet developed that identity in this lifetime yet, the sun. So number one, you want to look to the moon. You want to look at what sign the moon is in. And then each sign has an element, air, water, fire, earth. You want to understand what that element means. Um, each sign has a mode. That's what the mutable, fixed, or cardinal. Uh, when we look at the element, the element is you know going to be kind of like the underlying psychological factor okay where earth and water are very yen receptive kind of they're going inward where air and fire they're more active and they're more assertive they're expressing outward okay so we're looking at what that means and then when we talk about the mode right cardinal takes action fixed they're a little bit more determined and persistent and kind of steadfast 
and mutable likes to be flexible and adapt, okay? So you're looking at that moon first and foremost, because that's going to say, okay, what does my, what does my child need, right? And that's also the mothering connection is the moon. So a child's moon can tell a lot about you as a mother. And you can see that through their, their moon sign, right? And you can see that it's almost a reflection of you in their moon sign. Um, when you said that, like, oh, you need to look to their moon. I got like pricklies in my nose. I like almost like teared up a little bit because I was like, it makes so much sense. Like Sloan's a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. But I'm like, she doesn't, she does not seem like a Virgo at all. Her moon is a Leo and yes. she's so fiery, like mm -hmm. will sing and dance in public almost to get attention in a way. Mm -hmm. We'll go to restaurants and she knows she's not supposed to, but she'll scream not like a high-pitched scream it's like more of like a ah uh, type scream because she wants mm -hmm. people to look at her and she loves she loves the attention she mm -hmm. gets when people are looking at her and so I'm just like makes so much sense yeah. to hear that's it. the opposite of a Virgo sun right literally yes <laughs> and so it's like now I'm like okay like duh of course like her ego hasn't come online yet of course she's acting from that place but it's like I never really like the moon to me has always kind of been like out here. It's one of the signs I've understood the least. Mm -hmm. um, but I know about Leos. I'm a Leo rising. So I've had an awareness. So now it's like hearing that from you. I'm like, oh, okay. I need to book a reading immediately. <laughs> I don't <laughs> understand this better. Um, yeah, because she's so out there, like so mm -hmm. out there in such a big way. And I'm like, what does that mean? What does that say about my mother? <laughs> <laughs> well, you think about it, you think about it, you're a Leo rising, yes. you have that connection. Mm -hmm. Usually within family systems, there's that connection. Yes. Okay. My daughter is an Aquarius moon mm -hmm. and I'm an Aquarius rising. Okay. So again, so we have same, that connection. As, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And so there's usually that and it's especially between a mother and a child, right? There, I, there's this karmic bond that, yeah. that's tying in your two souls agreeing to say, okay, we're going to be in a parent child relationship in this life. And we're going to have some sort of connection so that we understand each other, right? Yeah. A bit. Um, and usually like, for example, with that, the Leo sun, I mean, the Leo moon, and then you being a Leo rising, a rising sign, and you could look at this for children as well, is how we approach life. And it very much has to do with our physical body and our appearance and our identity. Mm -hmm. Identity separate from the sun, ego, how we believe we shine out into the world, more so how people see us. Yes. It's people see us through our rising sign, not mm -hmm. our sun sign. Yeah. Because our rising sign is our approach to life. It's our physical appearance. It's our style. And so... You know, having a Sloan having a Leo moon, it's like my mom here's got this Leo <laughs> energy, right? That's your rising sign, yep. right? Yeah. Uh, my daughter Skylar having Aquarius moon. Usually, babies with an Aquarius moon usually have a mother who is unique and individual in their own way, right? Mm -hmm. Because Aquarius never goes with the norm, right? Yep. They're going to do things their way, um, and that makes sense. So. Um, yeah, it's really, it's beautiful. So rising sign would be the next thing you also want to look at in a child's chart because that's their approach to life. And especially as they start to get older and like set goals or try to achieve certain things, the ascendant is going to help you understand how they may go about doing that. Mm -hmm. I'd also look to their Mars because mm -hmm. Mars has about our drive, how we take action, so when it comes to goal setting or trying to achieve something, you look to their ascendant and their Mars because that is really going to show, you know, how they're gonna, how they're going to go about doing it, right? Yeah. Um, I'd also look to the Mars just to understand what might be helpful if my child has a lot of energy, right? Um, <laughs> I need to look at it immediately. <laughs> You know, usually anyone with a Mars and a fire sign, any child, get them into some sort of physical activity, right? Because yeah. they have, they're, they're going to just have, or any fire, like a fire moon or even fire rising and um, potentially as they go to that fire sun, 
there, there's going to be a buildup of energy that needs to be released. And so there's going to be a need for some physical activity to move that out, mm -hmm. right? So um, that's really important to look at as well. Yeah. I was like, you know, some kids read books before bed. My kid jumps on the trampoline. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm like, must be something happening there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all. I'm just like mind blown. It makes so much sense. And a question I have, um, and I would love to hear, you know, what a reading would look like, you know, if, if someone was to do a reading with their child, what that would look like. But I know that you can do readings where it's almost like you match your chart mm -hmm. with your, your partner's chart, like you're, yeah. you know, whoever you're in a relationship with, can you do that parallel with your child as well? Or how does that work? Absolutely. Relationship astrology, which is known as synastry, when you're comparing two charts can be done for any type of relationship, parent, child, uh, personal relationships, even business relationships. You can do it for anything, friendships. So what you're doing is you're looking at how these two charts interact. But before you do that, Whenever I do a, a you know a relationship reading of any kind, we look at the chart separately mm -hmm. and then together, because okay. there's a need to understand individually, and then there's a need to understand how they interact. So when I work with parents and children charts, it is doing kind of a separate. Let's look at both charts individually and then how they interact together. And when you put the two charts together, there are a few things that most most clients like to see one any karmic ties and they're like this is our, i get that a lot and we usually see that within charts especially between parents and children and then also you know communication styles and you know how can i assist my child with their development and what am i learning from my child right so you you can really see that within a relationship reading between a parent and a child chart yeah yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, all right, let's just schedule it now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's really, it's a beautiful thing, but always, you know, um, I usually spend a good amount of time going through both charts first mm -hmm. uh, because it is important to understand. And when, and when looking, when doing a reading for a child's chart, I am going to go over really the most important thing is the underlying foundation of the child and, um, you know, their moon, their sun, their ascendant, their Mars, their Venus, all of what we call our personal placements within the chart, because those become really important those first years of life. Um, and, and also if there's any interaction with the outer planets, because that's usually um, sometimes where I can see where children or even us as individuals may be prone to overstimulation or any sort of mental or emotional imbalances um, that they could be prone to in the future and just to be aware of so you can help kind of teach them more emotional awareness. Yeah. So recently my mom found this book that I bought when I was probably like 19 called like the, the birthday books. And it's huge. It's like an mm -hmm. encyclopedia. Right. And I was so drawn to it because September 6th, that's my birthday. It's the day of unpredictable fate. And it's just like <laughs> gloriousness, you know, and she sent it to me and I was so excited to see Sloan's birthday. And it was so doomsday that I was like, get this book. Oh, I was like, oh. right now. Um, and so that's something that I was kind of curious when you were just sharing what you shared in terms of like things to look forward or look out for and, you know, navigate. It was so um, dark. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it was like most people on this day are inclined to this, this, and this. And it was like all very negative um, yeah. things. And so how do you present those type of things to parents having their child's chart being read? Yeah, absolutely. And that is the thing about some astrology that's out there. You really have to be careful. Um, and, and never believe, especially those books, like they're so general, right? They're not looking at your full your full birth chart. Um, you know, how I navigate is the same thing, like I said about the light and shadow, and it's really more so an understanding of, hey, be aware of this aspect, and how can we develop some really good foundations uh, within the child of emotional awareness, you know, or for example, what might work for the child for, you know, processing certain things that might show up. Um, for example, uh, there might be a, 
a Uranus. Uranus isn't one of the outer planets and it's, it's very like restless and impulsive and it's, it's freedom seeking. And if let's say Uranus is conjunct the sun, which means right next to it in the chart, that's one of the aspects when it's right next to it. Uh, maybe your child's going to want to always have this level of freedom and you uniqueness and but sometimes it can manifest as in school they might feel odd right or out of place or misunderstood yeah so you know if your child has that aspect i would say teach them to love themselves for who they are in all of their uniqueness and if they're different than other people embrace that right versus allow that to create one of the potential manifestations of that if not aware is social anxiety yes right and so if we see that in a chart i can give you that feedback so that you can then take that information and instill that positivity and instill like positive reinforcement for your child moving forward to embrace their uniqueness and their individuality mm -hmm. and their be different because yeah. guarantee your child's going to want to be different they're not going to conform if they've got a strong uranus aspect like that and so that's how i would share that with a client and a parent to help them understand okay i this is good information to have so that i'm instilling these resources for my child moving forward to help life be a little bit easier for them for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, a question that just popped up for me and I'm like, how do I ask this? Um, so people in my life and I'm like, how do I whisper on a podcast? When I say people, I mean my family, you know, my yeah. family, people in my life, they would hear all of this and be like, bullshit. Like that's yeah. not true. Like that's exactly what they would, would say. So can you speak to like maybe someone who would be listening and thinking like, okay, like this is like all, you know, how, what do you say to kind of like the astrological naysayers of the world? Cause you know, uh, that's a great question. And it, it you know, I have people in my own life, right. <laughs> who are, are the same way. So it's, it's fine. You know, I think if you go into it, open-minded yeah, and you're curious, and you can validate some of the information found in your chart with life experiences, it helps a little bit to understand, okay, this makes sense, right? Now, astrology is an ancient, ancient science from a long time ago. We're talking about like planets are up there, they're there, they're making aspects, it's all mathematical, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just we make this stuff up um, and it's been used for centuries. Um, but really, I could say that all the time and people would just whatever. It's more so validating it within your own life experiences it really helps you understand. A lot of my clients come to me and at the end of the reading, there's there's I'm t I tell them like everything I said isn't new, right? Some of them are like, I've always felt this or it's deep down inside, like my intuition or my gut feeling. And I've just known this. And astrology just validated it, just brought it to the surface, helped me understand my feelings a bit more. Mm -hmm. So um, I think when we're looking at a birth chart and working with astrology in that sense to just gain a deeper sense of self-awareness, it's a little bit easier to relate to it. Now, if you're talking predictive astrology, which I don't really you know, specialize in, I do some year ahead stuff for clients that I've worked with before, but I always tell people, I cannot say this is going to happen then. Yeah. That's not, we have free will. We're human. That's not how life works. Okay. <clears throat> I can say the energy for that is really good around this time, but really it's up to you. Like I can't make you do it. So um, it's finding an astrologer really that you vibe with and that like you like their approach because we're all going to speak the language differently. For sure. And there's some astrologers that, you know, I have a couple people in mind that if somebody's really on the fence, not believing it, I would probably, you know, send you over to them because the way they speak it helps those who might be a little bit like cynical about it. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, I've worked with clients myself too. And that a lot of times I'll have clients have their like partners or spouses come meet with me too. And usually they're like, I don't believe this stuff. So prove <laughs> me wrong. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of it, it's, it's a great conversation. And they're like, wow, that's really awesome. That makes sense. So I think it's just as an astrologer, how we read depends on where that person is at. And, you know, if I need to be a little bit more technical and, and scientific and mathematical for some individuals to start, we can. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that there's no way to 100% prove it. And if that's what you're looking for, then I maybe may just avoid astrology, right? Because if you're looking for proof, like we can't do it. Definitely. We can only validate it based on your lived experiences. For sure. Yeah, I was just, I was just curious. And um quick tangent. And then I have another question that will like bring us back around. So on Samantha, I call her Sammy G. That's how I met her before she got married. But on Samantha's podcast, The Bright Life, you shared a little bit about more of your background, like how you went into astrology. And so on there, I learned that you had previously been in, in the world of nutrition and you taught at a college. Is this all? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so how did people in your life take it when you're like, oh, P.S., like, I'm going to go be an astrologer now. Like, how did that go oh. for you? <laughs> people in my life, no, I'm an Aquarius rising. I'm going to do what I want to do, okay? okay. Um, I've always loved to be unique and individual and mm -hmm. kind of follow my own path in life. Um, I would say out of my family, if there was a black sheep, I'd be it. Okay. So, right, like just kind of going against what everybody thought I would do. So it didn't come as that much of a surprise in my family. And also if I'm determined to do something, I'm going to do it regardless yeah. of what people say. Um, so, you know, I think it's just been finding the balance between the two because I do love astrology, but I also love the very, like my master's is in nutrition. It was nutritional biochemistry. Like I, it was my research was focused on how nutrients affect us on a cellular level down yeah. to our DNA. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a science nerd at heart, right? Like I love that kind of stuff. So I find that it's a good balance. You know, astrology is very much up in the cosmos, right? It's very up there. And wellness, nutrition keeps me a bit more grounded. So it's a nice balance between the two. Um, and so to me, I try to integrate both of those into my style. So we talk about kind of the cosmic forces, but what are some everyday things from a more wellness kind of holistic perspective can I do to, to integrate that knowledge? For sure. And, for, and to, to me, that is, that's important to have that mix of both and to have a little bit of grounding because we are living here on earth. So <laughs> reality is a thing, right? So we can't yeah. just be always up there in the cosmos, which would be nice, but you know, we're here for a reason. So yeah. If you saw me smirk, it's cause I was like, yeah, nutrition is, this is my first lifetime of nutrition. <laughs> That's been like the hardest thing of motherhood for me is I was like a two to three eating out meals a day type person before becoming a mother. So, you know, it's been a steep learning yeah. for me. <laughs> um, nonetheless, I love that you kind of said putting the, you know, the cosmos and then the tangible earth together through your work. So let's, that's one thing I really wanted to talk about is, um, can you give us some examples? Like, I know you have a few different types of offerings. Um, if someone was to come to you, I mean, I'm like already signing up right when we <laughs> the record, um, what are some of the things they can expect to receive and, um, what are some of the different offerings that you have available right now? Yeah, of course. Well, when we do a one-on-one -on -one reading and looking at your birth chart, it is really again what's your intention we will have an overall reading of the birth chart but usually there are certain things and especially if there are some of those more difficult placements that we talked about how to work with them mm -hmm. and oftentimes individuals are coming because they've struggled with certain things and they want a little bit of um clarification on that and you know, based on their birth chart, you know, some techniques and things or, you know, references or resources, I always include to help navigate whatever, you know, is happening internally, but also externally in their life. 
So one-on-one -on -one reading, readings are a really great way to start, um, especially if you're new to astrology and you've never had your birth chart read before, maybe never even heard of it or looked at it. Um, I have a blog on my website, um, ashleytracy.com, which has some really great articles. And um, also I have a media link. We were talking about that. That has yeah. some articles that I've written for Mind Body and a couple other places. So if you're really new and curious, check those out, you know, get an understanding for the language, you know, and then if you feel called because you like the way I speak the language of astrology, reach out for a reading and we can get you scheduled. Um, I also have a cosmic soul membership. That's for those who are a little bit more advanced. Maybe they've had a reading with me or they understand their birth chart because that is where I help individuals understand what's happening every month in astrology. Yeah. So I record weekly videos talking about the aspects and transits that are happening and how to apply that back to your birth chart. I would say that is level two after mm -hmm. you've kind of done the birth chart piece. And then I have courses. So I have some courses that are just like fundamental astrology, understanding your moon, things along those lines that I would say is a good starting point for new um you know, astrology enthusiasts as well. Um, and if you're just getting started, that would be a way to go. Uh, but that's kind of where you can find ashleytracy.com is my, is my website and everything is linked there and you can explore. And I would just say kind of trust what you feel called to and like what feels right to you versus, versus ever forcing yourself onto anything, right? You just like, there's always a time and a place and it flows with the cosmos as well for you to kind of take over and, and do that. And then, for example, if you're interested in, you know, getting to know your child's chart, same thing, you know, I, I definitely would schedule a reading first and then kind of can move on. I have a lot of my cosmic soul members who have their children's charts when they're looking at stuff too, right? And they kind of are, once they've understood how to apply it back to their birth chart, they're looking at it and getting to know that for their, their children's charts as well. Yeah. Um, I recently announced that how I'm going to move forward with things just because I, you're, we're recording. So everyone listening knows it's September 14th. This will probably go out in like October, sometime early October. And I shared how I was like, felt like I was just turning and burning through all the episodes. So what I'm going to do is release like one of our types of like a conversation. And then the next week do like a short solo episode so I can mm -hmm. actually spend more time like focused on each individual conversation. So what I would love to do is we'll release your episode and then the following week, hopefully by then I can have a reading with you and we'll do mine and my daughter's chart. And then I'll share about that on the yeah. solo episode. So people can kind of get a feel and, and what I, um, what my experience was. So I'll kind of give like a, my like, testimonial of how everything um, went because I'm so curious now that you said all those things. And um, my final question for you is, you know, you have all this knowledge and I've, with other guests I've talked about, it's like, we've had all this knowledge and then we weren't able to actually implement it in our lives. It's like, oh, we can teach it, we can share it, but we haven't been able to put it into use. Have you been able to use your astrology? I know your daughter, I think I saw she just recently turned one. So it's, you haven't had a lot of practice yet with it, but um, I was like, it's coming because two, their personality really starts to come out. Let me tell you. Um, how have you been able to use these tools and this knowledge that you have to navigate actually parenting your daughter yeah i have like um from the get-go just like yeah. i think i've told this story i don't know where but you know i was that pregnant mom like giving birth and as soon as she came out i like looked at my husband i said what time is it like yeah. i mean at the exact moment um and um i also told the nurses i was like you gotta get the right time yeah um, <laughs> um so as soon as she came out you know a couple days later once we got home, I pulled our chart and looked at it and it, you know, just got an idea for sun, moon, rising, like just especially that moon and rising sign. And I had some thoughts on that very strongly. She is a Virgo rising. And I said, okay, I'm, Virgo rules the intestines. Hmm. And most individuals, especially if they have a moon or rising in Virgo, have issues or sometimes a very sensitive gut. Hmm. 
sometimes sun as well. Um, that can happen if you have a sun in Virgo, but I see it a lot with moon and rising, especially in, in children. And so I said, all right. So when I was, as I said, pumping and, and I was very cautious about what I consumed. Mm -hmm. And if she had some fluctuations, I knew right away it was something I was eating, right? It was something so changing, like for example, like I couldn't have chocolate. Like she was wow. very sensitive to that and certain things. And then once we started introducing foods, uh, yeah, we noticed she had some allergies to foods, mm -hmm. um, what are known as F-pies, which I've never heard of before, but it's a gastrointestinal reaction to food versus uh, immune reaction to food. Okay. Um, and so that's been something that's been going through. And so just like seeing that when she was born made me aware. So when it did come up, I don't think I freaked out as much, right? I think I said, okay, you know, let's, you know, fix this and, and, and focus on different foods. And I started probiotics at a very young age for her because those are very helpful for the gut. And it, it made a, a huge difference, especially because she had some eczema when she was younger. And as soon as we started that, um, that went away. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, we can start. And then with her Aquarius moon, knowing that she needs social interaction. So, you know, she's in daycare and I wasn't concerned about putting her in daycare as much on like, maybe it was harder for me than her, right? That especially that first, that first day, but the, the, the need for that social interaction because of her Aquarius moon has, I, I knew right away that was the best decision for her because she needs to be around other kids and other people. And she loves it. She definitely does not cry when I leave her at daycare. She's like, peace out, mom. See you later. I'm going to hang with my friends. Um, and she just actually this week, yesterday, was her first day in her toddler room. So, yeah, yeah, it was, it's fun. Um, so, yeah, you can start. I mean, even though they're young, there are just a few things you would look at and just understand, like I said, uh, you know, I'm not looking at her son yet. I'm not, she's a Leo son and I'm not looking at that yet, right? I'm not saying, okay, I got to focus on this because really these other two things are more important. I think your daughter and I have all the same signs. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> <They just> switch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm an Aquarius moon. I'm a Virgo sun and a Leo rising. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I was like, you're telling me stuff about myself right now. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so crazy. Um, cool. Well, I will definitely link to everything and then everyone will hear more from me because I am like literally going to schedule this like today. And um, do you have any like parting words, whether that be from motherhood or astrology that you would like to leave the listeners with today? Yeah, you know, it's it's really understanding yourself, right? And, you know, doing that, however that works for you through astrology or other means, that level of self-awareness is so important. And then also having that same level with your children and getting to know you and getting to know your children. And especially you change after mm -hmm. motherhood, right? And you evolve and you grow and and just like loving all the parts of the process and yourself, which we talked about with that shadow is, is so important. And then applying that in, to your children as well and getting to know the, the light and shadow of them as, as well and then how you all kind of interact and give yourself grace. That mom guilt is real. It is real mm -hmm. and it's hard. And, you know, our society doesn't make it easier sometimes. So, yeah, and finding and finding people to connect with right? I mean, a lot of my books that I read prior to um, giving birth were very much about indigenous cultures and how this was a process. And like, women were just surrounded by other women, right? And that is to me, I, I hope we start to bring that back and just reach out. Um, even if you just want to connect and say hi over email, please reach out, right? You know, and you're not alone. We're all here. We're all connected and we're all supporting one another. I love that. Yeah. My, a recent guest, Kylo, when I asked her what her parting words were, she said, find community. So yeah. very similar. And it's so um, important. 
Definitely. Well, thank you. This was such an invigorating conversation for me. I learned so much. I learned how much more I have to learn and that's always <laughs> a great thing. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, I'm going to be sharing more about my experience and I look forward to having our paths cross and, yes. um, and, and hearing more from you soon. Thank you so much. I loved, I loved being here and talking to you today. So thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share this episode with your friends. And you can help us grow by subscribing, rating, and reviewing a podcast for moms on your favorite podcasting platforms. I'd love to connect with you. Feel free to direct message me on Instagram at a podcast for moms or send me an email, a podcast for moms at gmail.com. I can't do this alone. Together, though, We are a movement of moms revolutionizing the world through radical motherhood.